You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Tech Fan Podcast number 378. Uh, me and David are going to look at 2018. Check it out. Tech Fan Podcast number 378. It's the end of 2018, and I'm joined by David Cohen. Tomorrow is, uh, was tomorrow the 31st? No, today is the 31st. No, tomorrow's the 31st. Day before the end of the, yeah. But for all intents and purposes, most people will probably listen to this on the 31st. Um, last day of 2018, and it's been a memorable year, David. Uh, it certainly has. There's been uh, tumult and uh, and debate and argument and more of all of that than than I can remember for quite a few years. I think. You know, I am um, an avid podcast listener myself. I don't just record this one and produce a bunch of others. I like podcasts, and yeah. um, I've been listening to podcasts quite honestly since 2004. So that's a long time to be listening to podcasts, let alone recording in, in the majority of that time as well. But I found myself, the shows that I generally like to listen to are either tech heavy or um, I like some political stuff. But yeah. it's so, even the a lot of the tech shows I listen to became so political. We've talked about political stuff in the past here, not extensively and not in any great detail usually, but I just couldn't do it anymore. I didn't want to listen to the news podcast because it seemed like it was just bad news all the time. So I'll be honest with you, David, I've been listening to a lot of audiobooks lately. Uh Uh-huh. This kind of decompressing. Yeah, sometimes that's the best way of dealing with stuff in the world is getting away from it for a while. Yep. I listened to um, the entire Harry Potter series over the last few months, driving back and forth to work. Uh, read by Stephen Fry. Yep. I love. Oh, I he's yeah. awesome. I, I love his voice. I like him as a person, too. His Lost in America, I think that's what it was called. Uh, yeah. Is it, was it Lost in America or something like that? Uh, yeah, something like that. The one where he traveled around the black taxi. Yes. Yep. I yeah. love that show. Um, mm-hmm. I I like to see my own country viewed from an outsider. So Stephen Fry is interesting because he started um, as a comedian. Yes. Doing sketches with Hugh Laurie, the guy who played House. Correct. Yeah, uh, we talked about that on the show a while back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the you know the thing is that means he's a great he, he's a good actor and he's a good comic actor, which makes his readings of uh, stuff like Harry Potter. Um, and, and also, anybody who's ever seen the quiz show, he does QI mm-hmm. as well, knows that he's exceptionally intelligent. Um, so that means that his um, his readings of audiobooks are, are really, you know, well-performed, which makes a big difference for an audiobook. Well, I uh, listen to his uh, audiobooks, obviously, uh, for the Harry Potter series, but the way he does Hagrid was yeah. exactly the way the guy who they got in the movies talked. Yeah. So yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that the audiobook came out before the first movies did. 
Yeah. And the actor obviously listened to the audio books because he got the cadence and the gruff. It, it's it's spot on. It's just perfect. Yeah. yeah. And uh-huh. uh, it's fun. But I just started a new book. I'm literally 10 minutes into it. And I've already kind of, I'm digging it. Um, what is it? Let me pull it up. It's called We Are Legion. We are Bob. Um, right. The the premise is, I know it sounds terrible, but it won a bunch yeah. of awards. So I was like, oh, I'll give it a listen. And the guy who's narrating, it's quite good. Uh, it takes place in modern times. At least it starts that way. This guy is selling his tech company. And the book starts out that he's at this business signing up to have his head cut off and frozen after, if he dies. Right. Well, I know by the premise of the book that really quickly here, that's actually going to happen. He's going to get hit by yeah. a bus because it's in the on the dust jacket, if you will. Right. And he wakes up in the future with a brand new body and is, he's Bob 2.0. Um, so I'm looking forward to listening to this journey. It's about nine hours long. So that'll take me, you know, the next week and a half, two weeks driving back and forth to work. I've not heard of this book, but uh, it interests me. I didn't either. Um, I was, yeah. I, I decided because I enjoyed listening to the Harry Potter books so much. And I've listened to a couple other ones recently too. Um, I thought I'd give audible a shot. You know, mm-hmm. they were actually an early advertiser on uh, the MyMac podcast until they didn't pay me. And then I did a reverse ad on them. And then all of a sudden I got a check. That was funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but I thought, so you know, that they're now owned by Amazon, aren't they? Yeah, they're owned by Amazon. Yeah. Uh, I thought I'd give them a try. You know, you yeah. get a, you get a month or two for free. And they give you a couple free audio books. And if you say, stay a subscriber, it's like 15 bucks a month. Um, you basically get one free book a month, which is plenty for my yeah. commute. So I, I'm giving them a try. Uh, they have Apple CarPlay app. So I just plug my phone in, and there it is right there on the screen. Um, but I will say that so far, I, I think I might like Apple's CarPlay app for audiobooks better. Mm-hmm. But that's what I'm doing right now. I'm, I've been listening to that book and uh really starting to get into the whole audiobook thing more than i had in the past yeah. did i did i tell you i was name dropped in a book you did not so which one was that so you remember um i had tr harris on i think was i don't remember if it was tech fan or if it was owc yeah, radio might might have been an ibc radio but i remember the uh, i remember the interview yeah he publishes books uh, on Amazon, Amazon Kindle. That's where he started, and that's where he's at. He's gone to the physical route as well, but it's it. That's his bread and butter, and he sells extremely well on Amazon. Um, he's doing well. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. But I jumped on his series really early, and corresponded with him, and then invited him on to uh, OWC Radio, and it was a great interview. And we've stayed in contact extensively. Uh, mm-hmm. We probably email back and forth at least once every month and a half to two months, which is a lot. Yeah. Uh, so I'm reading his latest book, which I'm, I still haven't finished. And uh, he used my name in the book. Did he use it as yourself or did he give your name to some to a character? Well, it's not. It's in the future. So it's not me. And it's a space thing. It's the Adam Kane oh, right. series. It's not you in the future. It's not your, no. your character. No, I'm, I was just Captain Tim. You just stole your name. Yes, basically. yeah. I'm Captain <laughs> Tim Robertson. But the way he put it in there, I'm like, 
I, I see it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, cool. I haven't got too far past the point where he name drops me. And so I'm waiting to the end of the book before I hit him up on email because I want to make sure I survive. <laughs> if, he, if he kills me <laughs> off, I'm, I might yeah. have to not buy the next series. <laughs> well, no, maybe maybe if he, if he does kill you off, you'll go out in a heroic blaze of glory. Right, exactly. But I just I just thought, you know, when you're reading a book and it's an author that you like and it's someone that I actually know now. Uh, yeah. And I'm reading and I'm reading and I'm actually having a smoke break at work. That's what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And you come across that. It it pulls you out of the book pretty damn quick when you see. Captain Tim Robertson. Wow. Yeah, it, it would do. I, I mean, I, I can sympathize a little bit. My my name is effectively... David Cohen is kind of like... In Jewish circles, is like John Smith. Gotcha. Cohen's are very, very popular. Yep. And obviously, David being a biblical name is a very popular name as well. So I come across Cohen's a lot of time and David Cohen's more time than you might, uh, you might think. Uh, in fact, for a while, I was getting tweets from people aimed at um, somebody else who had a very similar name. Uh, was a, was another David Cohen? Um, I would have had fun was, with that. Well, you know, the problem is I couldn't because actually this guy was some sort of Indian right wing guy, and so I really would have had fun with that one. <laughs> yeah, the, unfortunately, you're you're trying to deal with people who basically um, have a, a fairly constricted view of the world and don't take attempts at humor remotely lightly. That's what makes it's, it's not it's not humor for them, David. It's humor for you. Yeah, yeah I know. But the problem is, it, it it was it was too easy. It was like shooting fish in a barrel. And um and I'll, the problem is, every time you respond, you just get more of the kind of bile-filled stuff that you don't want to read. So eventually I gave up on it and I started, um, you know, I, I just started blocking it because it was just it was just horrible. I, it was really horrible. I, I would have had fun with yeah. it. I, I, I would have replied to some people when they send that stuff, you made me cry. How dare you make me cry? <laughs> I didn't sleep last night because of your tweet to me. I would have had fun with it. And and I would have actually gone a, a step further and started looking up some of his the the policies and stuff that he believes in, and then start posting stuff just the opposite of it. Like I've changed my mind. That would have been fun. Yeah, no. The the the, the difficulty was they weren't reading me; they were just replying to him, but putting my yes. But if you reply to it, them saying I changed my mind on this policy, you've turned me around and stuff like that. That would have been just. That would have been great. You see, I, apparently, I could have saved Indian politics. And I could. You could. Good. You could. He could have. <laughs> the whole country would have been so much less corrupt right now, if you would have <laughs> simply taken the time to see the humor in it. What would Stephen Fry say? Come on. <laughs> well, Stephen Fry has left Twitter several times. So As he, yeah. I think that's what he would have done. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's probably the the homophobic stuff that drove him away, right? Yeah, I would imagine. I don't know, I'm not sure it's that. I think I think the problem is is that as a he was a very um, very well known Twitter user. He he talked about it a lot in its early days, uh, which made him a bit of a target. Yeah. Um, and and I think the problem was that he just got sick of dealing with people's crap. <laughs> You know, that I don't I think understand. it was necessarily. I, I don't think it was necessarily abuse and everything like that. I think that he got sick of dealing with people, engaging with him in a way that he didn't agree with, and and you know he suffered a lot from saying things that were then misrepresented. Yeah, uh, that, that could be tiring, uh, I'm sure. 
and and plus, you know, the guys are manic depressive, so I guess. Yeah. I guess there are there are days when you don't want to deal with Twitter. I mean, I'm not manic depressive, and I feel like that. So. Oh, I yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you you were you were talking at the beginning about what a year it's been. I I think this is the year when everybody really started to realise that. Um, Social media has a real dark side that's not being dealt with. Well, it, um, let's let's save think, that no, a little it, bit yeah. to the top tech stories that we're going to cover here in a few minutes. Right, if I, okay. let's just go ahead and get into it. Uh, th- this okay. is the top tech stories. We're gonna. This was going to be the, the you know after the the OWC spot. Uh, this is what we we're going to get into. But let's flip it. Let's talk about this first, and then we'll go into mm-hmm. the kind of the newsy things that we talked about. Um, so these are the top tech stories that. I personally went out and kind of figured out these are the big things right here. Number one, David, I think is the cryptocurrencies. It's fallen by 80% in this year. I think cryptocurrency, um, the concept isn't bad, but it's just rife for fraud and theft. And I think anybody who takes any kind of life savings and invests in cryptocurrency is a fool. Quite frankly, they're a fool. Yeah, and the reason it fell by eighty percent is because it had inflated into a bubble. It it got a lot of uh, a lot of traction, a lot of uh, media coverage, and people were throwing money in it because they thought they could make quick money. Yep. Uh, and eventually, it collapsed for a, a, you know a number of reasons, mm-hmm. but the, the the principal reason was there was too many of these things around, um, and and people started to realise that the the notional value was 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 exactly that. It was notional. It wasn't currency it wasn't <laughs> it was almost like the, the the problem with it is that, that cryptocurrency isn't hard currency correct um and the difficulty was if you've got a valuation where your bitcoin or whatever has gone up to thirty forty thousand dollars and you've got a hundred of them that's great you know you're worth an awful lot of money but try and try and cash that money out the exchanges did not have the hard cash to actually give you if you wanted to cash out um, and that was the difficulty. And when people start to realize that, that's when all of a sudden the, the currency's collapsed. Keep talking for a second, David. My my PS3 in the other room just kicked on, and the fan is starting to run high. So I want to go okay. turn that off. Uh, so go ahead and keep talking while I go do that. So, yeah, I mean, cryptocurrency is, is, a, is as you say, is a fine idea. But the problem is, is what it was set up to do is to try and give us an alternative to government-run currencies and unfortunately that it's completely and utterly failed and the real reason for that of course is that you have to be able to convert back and forth between tangible currency and a a bitcoin style cryptocurrency Um, and also as well there's been gold rush of people building mining machines to try and generate this stuff out of nothing uh, and uh, ultimately, the values of the cryptocurrency became such that um, you couldn't afford to generate them, even with the uh, with the the hardware costs and the electricity costs to actually generate the cryptocurrency. Um, meant that it was very difficult to actually make money um, by just by just mining the currency. And if people aren't mining the currency, um, and then the, then that affects the value as well. Uh, and that became another difficulty, I think, in 2018. And I've kind of run out of things to say to cryptocurrency, so I hope he comes back in a minute. Tim, are you there? Perhaps his PS3 is mining cryptocurrency, and that is why the fan has wound up the way it is. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I ran out of things to say, so I've been burbling for the last 30 seconds oh, or so. I thought you were going to get into the poetry read. 
I was I was actually spec- speculating that maybe your PS3 was mining cryptocurrency. It was. See, what happens is <laughs> that particular PS3, for whatever reason, tends to attract more dust than the one here in the room that I'm in. So yeah. when it runs for a little bit of time, it doesn't take long for it to start whining. The fan gets whiny because uh, it's yeah. trying to cool, cool it down more because it's full of dust. So what I have to do once every six to eight weeks is completely unplug it, Take it outside. I've got, uh, it's the opposite of a vacuum. Uh, I've talked about this in the past. Yeah. It's, it blows air. It, everyone's bought those little cans of compressed air. It's that, but it's not compressed air. It's like a little vacuum cleaner. It's loud. You plug it in. It blows out air extremely fast, a lot faster than those cans of uh, compressed air. And I use that to blow dust out of electronics. It works amazingly well. It, I think I spent 50 bucks for it 10 years ago, and it's one of the things that if it ever breaks, I'm buying another one immediately. It's just, it's awesome. You know how you get the dust? PS3, Go ahead. The PS3 surely is just sat there doing nothing. Yeah. It's not on. Um, so what, what, why, is the, why is it heating up enough that it needs, to, even with the dust, that it needs to run the fan? No, no, no. It was on. It was on? Yeah. So using it. nobody, what happens is I have to turn off a switch um, that's right by my where I sit because there's a fish, fish tank there. And if I don't, you can hear the fish tank running. It's kind of annoying. The little pump goes and the water gurgles. And so I always turn that off. The problem is the PS3 controller, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, battery charger thing. It's like a little stand. It holds four controllers. Yeah. You plug them. You just stick them in there upside down. It charges the controllers. When that thing loses power, the PS3 turns on. Why? Right. I don't know. No. It's like, oh, something happened with the chargers. I better turn myself on. Uh, so it turns itself on every time I turn that switch off. Um, and it's done that the last few episodes. I don't usually care because it's usually pretty quiet. But eventually yeah. that PS3 just seems to attract dust because of the fan. And which mm-hmm. makes the fan run even more because it's trying to cool it off more. So I just simply have to get my little... You know what? I'm going to grab that thing. It's just right here. Hold on. Give me a second. It's right over here. Hold on a minute. It was buried under my uh, TRS-80. Yes, I got a TRS-80 sitting on the shelf over there doing nothing. All right, here we go. It, it's called the DataVac Elect- Electric Duster. I want to see how much this thing is now. It's probably on Amazon. There's a nice commercial for your Amazon. You're welcome. We expect the uh, check in the mail anytime. So the data vac electric duster. So let's see if they have them. They still do. Wow. Holy crap. Gone up in price. Holy moly. So it's it's yeah. a point zero seven or zero point seven five horsepower so a quarter of a horsepower electric duster uh it's exactly the same one i have 73.99 and that's yeah, that's a you know the prime price it's regular 110 dollars. it's uh yeah it's 85 pounds here in the uk Whew, man that thing's Which expensive um they, they there are cheaper ones on here i'm seeing as well yeah but so. if you're if you're going to get one get get a good one don't yeah. don't skip on this because it's going to last forever. Because you're not. Oh, this is weird. They got the exact one I have, the same sticker and everything. 
uh, Metro DataVac ED500, 500 watts. Oh, it's 220 volt. That's why, European style. Yeah. Because it said not for sale in the U.S. Um, it's 80 yeah. bucks. Let's just call it $80. That's what you can get it for. I love it. I think it's awesome. It's one of my favorite things of all time. It, it's. It, think about the last time you pulled out, or you're going to plug something into a USB port that you haven't plugged into a while. There's always dust in there and stuff. Yeah. Well, how do you clean that out? Q-tip? Good luck. Well, this thing just blows it right out. Yeah. Now, if you're going to use something like this, take the device outside and then blow it off. Because here's the thing that you don't realize. There's a whole lot more friggin' dust in that thing that you're going to blow out than you can possibly imagine. It's going to take you yeah, a minute and a half to just to get into all the cr you know, creases and crevices. Yeah. and It's going to blow so much dust out of there. Not only that, if you blow the dust into your environment, yeah. it's just going to go back in It's going to go back in there. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I usually stand on my back deck and use this. And, and it's so loud um, when I when you turn this thing on. It really is. But that's okay. You're outside. You don't want to do it at the, 7 o'clock in the morning. But The other advantage, I imagine, of this over um, compressed air is in a can. The problem with the cans is that it's really easy to break stuff with those because the... the um, the act of coming out of a small nozzle and then expanding is a cooling act. So yep. what normally happens with compressed air is you spray it, and then the thing that the uh, pipe is pointing at then normally starts to freeze. And you can only use it for a few seconds. You can only use yeah. those for a few seconds before the can itself gets so cold you can't even hold it. Yeah. And they're expensive. Oh, those little cans are like five, six, seven bucks sometimes. They're, they're not cheap. Well, yeah, not not. That sort of disposable stuff, not very good for the environment. No. And one can it takes about one can of that stuff to clean my PS three. Yeah. Um but with this, when I go out there and do it, I look for four or five other things that I can blow out at the same time. Um cleaning keyboards out with this is awesome. <laughs> you love to go out and blow on your deck. I do. <laughs> it's awesome. It's the little things in life, David. <laughs> Sounds like quite a big thing to me. Next story for the top tech stories of 2018 is Facebook gets killed in PR almost every single month. And Zuckerberg made a fool of himself in, in Washington. Um, it's It doesn't seem like we can go more than a week or two before there's some other thing about Facebook. Um, yeah. No, I was just reading a thing this morning about how uh, it turns out that they've been sharing data with Amazon. Um and that means that Amazon uses the data to decide on things you can can't do. There's a woman who wrote a review for a book, and Amazon um, deleted the review and said she couldn't review it anymore. And their answer, their, when she queried it, their answer was because you know the author. And the reason they knew that is because they'd seen that she that they corresponded to each other on Facebook. Wow. Uh, and had have been in the same place at the same time at some dinner or something once, and they they determined that that it was a biased review. Um, and that was because they are pulling over Facebook data. Look, the, the problem with Facebook, and this, the why you, why I don't use it, and why I take anything they say in public about privacy with a, a grain of salt, is their business is to improve the social graph by sharing and linking the people who are on the platform. Right, that is the core ethos behind Facebook. So anything they say or do about privacy. Yeah, it's, it's in direct conflict to that core philosophy. Yep. And so it's always going to be plastered over the top, which means 
either deliberately or inadvertently, it's never going to be rock solid secure. And, you know, I said to my wife, my wife said to me the other day, she said, should I stop using Facebook? And I said, look, it's fine if you use Facebook, as long as you recognize that anything, you never put anything on Facebook, you don't want the whole world to know. Yep. And that's, that's how I treat I use Facebook on a daily yeah. basis, but I don't put anything there that and I don't even turn on the privacy settings. Anybody on Facebook can see anything I post on Facebook because I only use it as a public forum. I, I never yeah. assume that that's, you know, a private thing. Yeah. I mean, I just posted well, the- something yesterday on Facebook that, uh, you know, I told you about earlier, but let me pull up and see where we're at right now. Um, so right now, come on. Um, usually I got to go down a little bit. That's weird. Oh, there it is. Uh, so I posted this 12 hours ago exactly. So 7.30 last night, because we're recording at 7.30 a.m. Eastern Standard right now. Uh, I've got 56 likes and 32 comments on this post. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'll, like I said, it's public and it's work-related. Yeah. I put, if I can sell four more Monday... I will hit 250 sold cars for 2018. Wish me luck. Um, It's just a personal goal. Yeah. You know, it's it's a nice number. And I thought, I'm going to put that out there. And, you know, it's kind of a nice thing to share, I think. But there's there's two issues with Facebook. First of all, is the majority of the people using it are not using it like you're using it. They're using it as a personal messaging and sharing platform between themselves and their group of friends. And that's what Facebook has been promoted as. And yet, people don't realize the deal they're making there which is actually facebook has access to all of that data and any privacy settings they apply um will only apply at the time they apply them and may change in the future and they believe they have the right with to do what they want with that data and they will share it with whoever it makes good business sense for them they're not even an ad platform Mm -mm. yeah ads ads are part of their business but actually what they are is a data mining platform Yep. And people, and, and they're not upfront about that because they know that it would put people off. Yeah. And they want to in- increase engagement, as we've said many times, increase the number of users, people using it, and having the people who use it use it as much as possible. Yeah. Because data mining is their business. And the thing is, and, with. And the th- yeah. The, the, sorry, go on. Well, the thing with Facebook is, is that it can really come back and hurt you uh, professionally and personally. And I'll give you an example. Yeah. Um, Let's say you're a, a far right wing or a far left wing nut job, you know, you're or you're a conspiracy uh, conspiracy theorist. You just you believe all these crazy things. Or let's say you're you're part of some strange cult, or you were at one point, and you posted a lot of this kind of off the rails rhetoric on your Facebook post years ago. Well, you've changed since then. But here's the thing: you did post it. So you go to this job interview, you've got your life all together, you're not manic depressive anymore or anything like that, uh, and you apply for this job. Guess what they can go and find? Well, it's worse than that, because this is my second point, is you don't know what they do with the data. Correct. So actually, what could happen is in 10 years' time, you could go and apply for a job, yeah, and the recruitment service could basically would never would never put you in for certain jobs, because they run checks. Yep using a third-party service that basically says, well, we, we check people based on their backgrounds and everything, and the check comes back as, don't don't employ this guy. Right. Yeah? 
They don't give any reasons why. They don't give any detail. They don't say how it was found yeah, out. Yeah, you don't even know but that you, you didn't get put in for a job. Exactly. And the point is you can never reverse that. It's not like your credit history or anything like You can never reverse that because the data being used to block you from the job, you have no control over. Yeah, even... You know, you can't ever you can't ever make the argument, oh, well, you know what, it was 10 years ago and I'm a different person now. Right. I'm reformed. You, you don't have an opportunity to have that conversation because you don't know what the data is being used for. And that is the real dark side of this social media analytics stuff. And how long is yeah. it before they start looking at your social media posts for credit worthiness to buy a house or for medical yeah. coverage or for car yeah. insurance or, hey, well, you know what? Uh, your rates went way up on your car insurance. Well, why? Well, you have no idea and they don't give you any answers, but it's because you were posting race car videos, street racing videos on your Facebook page. Yeah, or or you um, or you posted Instagram posts where you went to, um, you know, um, street car racing meets. Yeah. You posted a picture there, and that black flags you as somebody who's a who's a higher risk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you, and you have no recourse. You have no opportunity to defend yourself against that or justify it. Yep. Because let's face it, people put stuff on Instagram for all sorts of different reasons, on Facebook for all sorts of different, on Twitter for all sorts of different reasons. At least on Twitter, yeah. Normally, what happens is you know, look at the Kevin Hart thing recently. Yeah, he got he got fired from the Oscars because of some um, deeply homophobic and distressing tweets he made a long time ago yep. but at least he was able to come out and say you know what that was then I was a different person I've learned a lot since then and everything didn't get him the job back but he had a chance of trying to salvage something of his reputation or at least or at least apologize for what he did well yeah? he didn't actually with- get fired from that to be clear they said they came out and said well you need to apologize for this and he said you know what this is an old thing and I've yeah. already addressed that in the past and I'm not going to continuously apologize for something that I did 10 years ago. And I give him credit. He said, just take me out of consideration. I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not going to do it now. So he didn't get fired. Although let's be honest, he probably would have if he didn't take his own name out. So effectively, I guess it's the same thing, but still to his credit, they didn't fire him. He just said, no, I'm not going to apologize for something that's online from you know yeah. five ten years ago however long it was but the problem is you're not kevin hart you don't yeah. have the opportunity to turn down the job because you're not going to apologize for something you did so long ago in the past well, you're not, not even up that. for he, consideration yeah and not only that he knew what the controversy was and was able to at least talk about it yeah. whereas in these cases you won't have no be idea able to do that Yep. And for everybody who's sitting there, sitting there listening, thinking, "Oh, you know what? This is conspiracy theory. This is never going to happen. Everything. It's already happening." Yeah. Well, they already the pull your credit is- report now for for insurance yeah. and healthcare and even yeah. jobs. Some jobs applicants they run a credit check on you, and if you don't have good credit, well, then they figure you're just not trustworthy enough, and they don't hire you. Yeah, and they are. There is no the difficulty is if all this was transparent, you kind of knew what you were getting yourself into, then it'd be fine. But it wasn't. When and and to be fair to people, a lot of people have been on Facebook and Twitter and the, and Instagram and these other platforms for a long time. Yep. Yeah. And when they signed up for them, they were what we thought they were, which was just you know a fun thing for messaging and sharing pictures with your buddies and and uh, stuff like that. And and they've transformed over time into these big corporate behemoths whose whose sole goal is to mine your data and sell it. Yeah, and that is that is that is the problem. And and that's why you know what I've I've really I've, I've kind of given up on social media 
No, the only the only thing that's remotely like social media I use is Reddit, um, and I, I appreciate Reddit for what it is and what it isn't, and for the things that it does and the things it doesn't do, and I kind of take that with a grain of salt, really. Um, but Reddit is a discussion platform. If I ever got the impression that they were sharing data on Reddit or anything, I would stop using that too. But the rest of them, Twitter, Facebook, all the stuff, I just don't use them. Yeah. Um, because I, I just don't want to. I don't want to be involved in this, in this um, kind of data sharing culture that that companies have. Uh, you know, it just doesn't interest me. And, you know, and, and so I'm an Amazon user. I already know that they're getting a lot of data on me from that. Mm-hmm. And that Amazon is probably sharing that data out as well because everybody does it now. Everybody thinks it's okay. And it's it's concerning. It's a general erosion of people's privacy. Yep. And we are kind of turning into a big brother state without noticing it. Well, you can always shop somewhere else, David. Um, you don't have to rely on Amazon. For instance, if you're thinking about buying tech stuff... You can go to oh, maxsales.com. So <laughs> I knew you were going there, and you pulled it off. <laughs> I was looking for it. I was waiting for it. I was looking for some kind of an in, and you gave yeah. it to me. Thank you. Uh, they, OWC, they guarantee not to steal your data. That's right. <laughs> they have they sell you something to store your data. Absolutely. Well, that's even safer, because then it's, it's stored locally. Uh, yeah. They have their annual... Um, uh, Area 51 specials. So why Area 51? Eh, it's the whole, you know, space aliens. Secret. Yeah. And yeah. they are called Other World Computing. Um, it goes for one day and 17 hours right now. So if you're listening to this uh, before the end of New Year's Day, or New Year's Eve, I should say, follow the link from techfanpodcast.com or mymac.com and check out their sales They've got some really good stuff up there. It's definitely worth checking out. Um, once again, David, they do have uh, Apple's HomePod with Siri on sale, two hundred forty-eight bucks. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty good. I mean, yeah. that, that's regular three hundred forty-nine bucks. So you're saving a hundred dollars right there. That is not bad at all. And these are instant rebates. These are not you got to mail in rebate and wait for eight weeks to get your check. This is immediate. Uh, they do have their own Neptune 2.5 SSD. Um, this is a pretty good price, thirty bucks. One hundred twenty gigabyte SSD, thirty bucks. You know, if you got a little, yeah. if you got an older laptop that you just want to speed up, it's a good way of doing it. I've got a, I've got. In fact, I've got a recommendation to make here. Awesome. I have a recent recent experiences that um, I bought a cheap um, OEM style uh, battery for my seventeen inch MacBook Pro laptop. You know, it's a unibody, so it's rel- but it's relatively easy to change the batteries and that. So I bought this thing off uh, eBay or something. It was about £25, something like that. They shipped the wrong one. Then they shipped me a replacement, and the replacement doesn't fit properly. So when I fit it into the into the laptop, the uh, clicker on the trackpad doesn't work anymore. Oh, nice. Uh, and when I tried to return that, they basically screwed me over with the return. They're saying they're not, not going to do anything else for me now, so I'm going to have to appeal to eBay. Yeah. OWC sells their own brand of uh, newer tech replacement batteries. They're guaranteed to fit. They're guaranteed to give you the performance, better performance than the original batteries. And you know what? There are there are a, a little bit more than the eBay ba- and Amazon type batteries, but you're getting the guarantee from Max Sales with that. Yep. And um, you know their stuff is good, so I, I would recommend that. And, and I'm going to be buying one from them. Next one up on our tech. 
top tech stories of 2018 is Fortnite. Now, I don't play Fortnite, David. I'm pretty sure you don't either. It's an open-world video game, uh, player-versus-player thing. Alexander plays Fortnite. And so does Quite Cole. And so does Cole. And what does he, what does he play on? Uh, the uh, Switch. On the Switch, yeah. Alexander has also... He loves playing it on the Switch. It's... Um, I, I've had to come down on Cole a few times, just in yeah, me too. You know, I, I hear the language. He's not cursing at anybody, but he's being rude, and he's being rude because he says someone else is being rude to him. They're killing him when they're not supposed to. He calls people hackers. Um, yeah, and it's troubling. And I don't want to ban it completely uh, yet because we've actually spent some money on that stupid game. Yeah. Um, and a couple of his Christmas presents, for instance, were uh, Nintendo gift cards, $20 gift cards. And, of course, he uses yeah. that exact thing to get costumes or whatever, skins. I, I did exactly the same thing, Alexander. As we've resisted for a long time get allowing him to get stuff in Fortnite. So, and he's complained vociferously how his friends mock him because he's in the default skin rather than having anything sort of custom. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this, this Hanukkah we gave him... I, I signed him up to get the battle pass with the the number of V-Bucks or whatever it is he needed to get the battle pass, which opens up the opportunity to get skins. Now, he maintains that he can play this enough that he'll never need to buy another battle pass, that he'll get enough things. And I said, I said, well, how much do you have to play it to be able to earn enough to get the next season without having to pay? Oh, it's easy. There's only this many challenges and I have to do them. I must admit, I'm concerned about the amount of time he's spending on it. Three, $3 billion in 2018. Yeah. This is ostensibly, David, a free game. Oh, yeah. This is, this is the, look, I'm, it's on, it's on it Xbox, to. PlayStation, Nintendo. It's on iOS. It's on Android and it's free to download and play. The, this is the the beauty of uh, the, the you know what Epic have pulled off here three billion dollars yeah, yeah is the is the game they, the game core game is completely free and you can play it for nothing absolutely and also the the clever thing is they've constructed it in such a way that you can play cross platform yeah you can play play even on iOS devices if you want and you're playing against people on other platforms well except One, Sony. Uh, yeah, aren't they meant to be changing that? Yeah. Haven't they finally rode back on that? I, I, I but heard anyway, something, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you, you're playing against a vast group of people. You, there's various different modes you can play, but all of the cosmetic stuff is what they charge for. Yep. And the 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 thing is, is, is it's all about... I, I, obviously, there are players who are spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars in there. Yeah. But actually, the, I imagine the majority of them are spending twenty, thirty dollars here and there. Yeah. They're buying these season passes, and then they're buying a few bits and pieces of stuff. But when you've got hundreds of millions, uh, hundreds of thousands of players playing, it all adds up. And yeah, three billion dollars. I have uh, tried it. I don't get it. I don't understand why anybody would want to play it. But it's not made for you and me. That's for sure. Yeah, it's it's a little bit too frenetic for me, and I've got to be honest. I I watch Alexander play, and I'm constantly telling him, "Dude, you suck." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he he wins battles, but often he wins by doing the sort of stuff in online playing games. I think isn't really fair. He'll kind of hide till the end of the level, and then you know wait for everyone to. Eat. In fact, I said to him, "I said this thing's like the Hunger Games. Yeah, <laughs> you're waiting for everybody to die, and then you're coming out and hoping you can kill the final guy." Yeah, um, that's sometimes what some of what he does, and and 
you know they keep changing it up they keep putting new things into it um it's it, uh, that's the other thing is is an object lesson to certain companies um we could mention about maintaining your platform and continuing yes. to invest in it and not just putting it out there and never doing anything on it again and then closing it down after two years or whatever yep. um you know yeah it's it's a big success and uh you know, it's the new Minecraft. It will go away. Oh, absolutely. It'll, Two, three years' time, it will be gone. We're talking about uh, this for the wrapping up 2018 show. Um, when we're wrapping up 2019, I doubt if we'll even mention this. It'll be interesting to see. Um, the next one I've got on the list is Elon Musk almost implodes, smoking pot uh, on Joe Rogan's podcast, his pedo comments, uh, talking about taking Tesla private. Uh, and Tesla actually came close to closing. Um, yeah. I, I don't know what to think about Elon Musk anymore. He had such a positive public image for it. He's the real-life Tony Stark, you know. Mm-hmm. Everybody was talking. In fact, I think we probably said that here on this show a year or two ago. But, man, this guy is – he needs to grow up. Well, remember, that's what – in the – Marvel Universe, that's what everybody says about Tony Stark as well for a long time. Yeah. That he's a he's a playboy, he's a loose cannon, that he doesn't know what he's doing, um, that he's he's uncontrollable, unmanageable. Um it sounds like Elon is the same sort of personality. The difficulty is that we are not in the Marvel universe here and he's not Iron Man. Yeah. yeah? He <laughs> no. has he has come close to bringing down everything he's created and it, it would be terrible if he did that because I agree. The, the things he's done have ch- have literally changed the planet yep. and are changing the planet you know we would not have a renaissance in people reconsidering the, the automobile without tesla it was tesla that made electric cars mainstream and um whether tesla survives or not the point is is that everybody's working on electric vehicles now um and that is important for the planet yep i agree so uh, and you know he's re- also revolutionized the space revolutionized the space industry. You know Virgin was playing around with the the passenger spacecraft and everything like that. It wasn't really until SpaceX um, and and to an extent Jeff Bezos with with uh, Blue Origin as well though he's kept a much lower profile until they came along and really said um, you know private companies can do can do the space thing and and it's it's spacex that has because elon is so out there and so public and with the big stunts and the talking about it and everything all the time um that that people realize that this is something that can work yep i mean when when he when they first started talking about reusable rockets nasa said nasa said it couldn't be done they said we've already done the reusable thing and the only way you could do it is with the shuttle it costs billions and billions of dollars and they went no and they've done it yep. they, they do things which are crazy they land these things on floating barges in the middle of the sea and the barges are unmanned there's nobody there so and they pull it off so I, I i don't know why he had this kind of a meltdown this year that's the only way i can really describe it um but i i hope he gets his forget my lingo i hope he gets his shit together yeah um you know to to post on Facebook that some guy that's trying to rescue children uh, is, is some kind of a pedophile. I mean, come on. That that was that was disgusting. Uh, and now now his lawyers are trying to get that lawsuit dismissed on the free speech. Yeah, um, no, I don't I, think it should I be. I think I think I think he's going to struggle with that. I think the uh, unfortunately he you know like many things he's done. Yeah, he did it in a very crass way, and he didn't take advice. Yeah, and. 
consequently, he's going to suffer. You know, he's going to have to either pay the guy off, or he's going to have to go. And the problem, and the problem is, he's probably going to go to court because that's the kind of guy he is. Yep. Doesn't want to admit he's wrong. Yeah, and then it all, you know, gets it, it gets examined in the public's forum, and people get to argue the pros and cons in the public forum, and all the time it damages everything he does. And that's the thing, you know, you, know, you don't think of Tesla or SpaceX without thinking of Elon Musk, and if he's the one that's causing these issues to begin with. These companies are going to have to start taking a seriously hard look at Elon Musk himself. He could lose these companies yeah. simply because of his own stupidity and, and going off the rails. Next one yeah. is social media bans hate speech purveyors, uh, specifically Alex Jones and Infowars. Now, we covered this. I don't think we really need to go into it again, but this is kind of in direct contrast to what we were talking about earlier. Some of the social media... Um, is starting to in platforms let's not just say social media platforms like apple and um spotify are taking off will you stop messing with the notes you're you're driving me crazy i can see you messing with the notes in in real time i'm trying to read and they're all going now all of a sudden he's putting it into bullet points and adjusting the spacing because i can't read them (laughs) because i'm finished now yeah i could tell um (laughs) so yeah we've talked about it before we both applaud it you know, I you, you're not going to find a bigger supporter of free speech than me, honestly. But what they were doing was beyond free speech. Uh, to me, this next one though is huge, and it's going to have even bigger ramifications moving forward in the entertainment world and possibly in uh, speech as well. Disney takes Fox, and uh, Comcast takes Sky. So Disney is buying Fox. That finishes up here at the beginning of the year of 2019 and Comcast is taking over Fox or uh, uh, Sky. Yep. It's, um, well, you know that you get all this media conglomeration and, uh, you know, they change hands every few years. Uh, it's always, it's always happened. The question is in, in today's age, does it change the direction of some of these companies? Does Disney, kind of grab fox by the scruff of the neck and straighten and it out disney, disney fies them yes they're going to no question well, I, I i hope they kind of remove the how can i put this without being inflammatory um suggestion of bias from Fox and make it more of a mainstream journalistic organization no they're not rather taking rather rather no 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 they're not taking fox news they're not taking Fox News no, at all? not so, at all. Where's Fox News going? Uh, they stay in their own company. Oh. Yeah. No, what <sighs> what Disney is taking is Fox Entertainment. Right, okay. Well, in that case, they, they yeah, they will they will do what they've done with... They will incorporate it into the Disney brand. Yep. Um, and it becomes yet another, yet another big, um, you know, feather to their bow. Now, um, what do you think about Comcast taking over Sky? Because Sky's in your neck of the woods. Yeah, it's interesting. Sky News, um, you know, I, I'm not on the Sky Entertainment platform because uh, you have to have satellite subscription, and I used to have it, and I had some problems with them a few years ago. And uh, Well, I'm sure Comcast will write that boat quick then. <laughs> exactly. Well, here's what it was. It Basically, the, the dish was on the roof of our house. Most people have it on the side of their house. It was on the roof of our house uh, because my wife didn't like the look of it on the side of the house. So it was up on the roof on the chimney. And we had a storm, and it got blown out of alignment, and so we couldn't get the signal anymore. So I called up Sky, and I said, 
uh, yeah, we don't have a signal anymore. And they said, oh, well, you're out. You've had it for more than a year, so you're out of contract with us. So that means you will have to pay to have somebody come out and fix the dish. So I said, okay, let, let me just lay this, break this down for you. I said, I pay you for Sky Service. If I turn on my TV and I can't see Sky Service, I'm not going to pay you anything anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right? Pretty cut and, and dry. And, that was a fairly persuasive argument. So they said, right, we'll send somebody out to fix the dish on, at our cost. And I said, well, let me tell, remind you, the dish is on our roof, not on the side of the house, so you need to have somebody who's qualified to work on the roof. Yeah, no problem. So anyway, when, when the guy turned up, he took like, one look up there. He said, where's your dish? I said, it's up on the roof. He says, I can't go up there. I'm not qualified to work on the roof. So I sent him away, and I called Sky up, and I said, let's terminate this. Yeah, <laughs> you're done. Entry. So, yeah, so... um yeah, I, as you say, Comcast does not have a great record. No, they're they're one of the most respected. They're one of the most respected. Uh, their their customer care is won all kinds of awards. Um, they're one of the most admired companies. And well, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, I'm sorry, I was thinking of Disney or Apple. Um, so I, I yeah, I fully expect. Um, Sky yeah. satellite customers here in the UK to get um, yeah. exposed. If, if you thought it was bad before, <laughs> wait for this company yeah, that's the, based out of Philadelphia yeah. to come in. <laughs> the the wonders of um, what, what how, what's it? What do they call it? Service fees, uh, well, unexpected bill hikes. Yeah, I, they are based in, offers that <laughs> they're they're based in Philadelphia, and and as we know, yeah. the city of brotherly love is well known for exactly that. Yeah. Um, IBM buys Red Hat for $31 billion. Now, this is going to be a, a story that's much bigger than anyone listening to this podcast realizes. You're not going to see big changes in any kind of a personal tech thing that you do, but the ramifications for business and for IBM's continued growth is going to be enormous. Yeah. The, you, and people, people don't realize that Linux runs the majority of the internet. Yep. Uh, and on major- majority of the cloud services yep. as well. And, and, and Red Hat's reason- distribution is what most people, most businesses are using. Well, and the ones that the ones that aren't IBM are going to be coming for them, yep. saying, "Look, you know, Linux doesn't need to be a wild west. <laughs> That's right. You don't need to have um, your own developers and your own coders and everything supporting Linux infrastructure in your organization. We'll do it for you." Uh, and IBM has transformed themselves over the last 15 years or so into the world's biggest computer services business. Yep. And they are extremely good at it. And they're, and they're extremely good at selling it's it. It's IBM. And, I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no one so ever got what, fired by buying IBM. Remember yeah. that. This is this is this is going to. Uh, I mean, it's going to improve internet infrastructure in the long run because many more companies are going to be using it, and it's be coming under that global services banner. Yep. Um, what it's what it may do though is it could kill or certainly um, restrict the independent Linux distros uh, and some of the independent developers who develop services for Linux. Because obviously, what you're talking about effectively is a um, a, a, a corporatization of open source of, of open source. Yeah, uh, and that that could be a concern. So we're going to have to keep an eye on this one. Yep. Uh, the next one, I, and I put this on here. It's a it's a sad one, but Paul Al- Paul Allen, uh, Microsoft co-founder, passed away just a few months ago. We spent almost a whole episode talking about Paul and his passing and and what he meant 
to not just Microsoft, but the tech world in, in general, um, you know, let's not gloss over that. That's that's a big loss for for people who are fans of tech. Paul Allen, and, and beyond that, I mean, his philanthropy is well-known. Um, it, it's still a sad story, you know? And it, it still, I think, should be remembered as one of the biggest losses of 2018. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Last one I've got. Yeah. Google employees stage walkout after multiple comp- um Multiple people complained about sexual harassment. As an example, uh, Andy Rubin, um, and it was pretty well documented that this was this happened. Um, he got ninety million dollars in severance after he was basically fired for f- sexual misconduct. That's appalling. That any company would pay someone ninety million dollars to leave for sexual misconduct in a company the size of Google. That's appalling. It's disgusting. Um, Google says they're changing. We'll see. I mean, the the proof will be in the future, unfortunately. But you know, it's it's terrible. I, I think I think unfortunately, the much like um, people have assumed that racism was was dead and buried and gone. Yep. Uh, and in fact, we all, we we all know that it was just pushed under the surface under the surface. And hey, look. It's come back with vengeance uh, in the last, certainly the last two years. Um, sexism, is, sexism is the same. Everyone's assumed yeah. that sexism was a thing of the seventies and the eighties, and it's gone now, uh, and it's never gone away. Uh, and this kind of behaviour that that I think most people generally think is unacceptable, the kind of the you know the touching, the lewd comments, the. Um, kind of you know getting people in the corner at a, a at an opportunity or a christmas party or something like that the coming onto people who clearly aren't interested and everything and i'm i'm saying people here because it's not just women though uh women is part of it but sexism exists towards men as well from women but also from men to other men yeah yep. the um the idea that people's uh, sexual and romantic lives are kind of open season in a working environment or a professional environment is something that has to go away and um, you know it's getting more publicity now and, and, and the more that it gets a light shined on it the better as far as I'm concerned you know I, I look around my company yeah and I'm, I'm not trying to ding particular my company I don't think this is intentional and this is the problem is this stuff becomes institutionalized without being intentional nobody ever questions it but in my company all of our admin people are women, yeah, and the vast majority of the professional people in the company are men. Yeah. Yeah, and I look at that and I think, how did that happen? Yeah. Yeah, now that we are changing, we have hired uh, two or three uh, professionals, consultants, um, in as who are women in the last 12 months, so it, things are improving, and, and I think that is in some reflection, a, a consequence of these change, changes of attitudes. I, I know it's been talked about in the company, but I, I think there's, there's plenty of places where that is the case. And, of course, if you have a situation where th- a, a big majority of the women in the company are either deliberately or, or implicitly considered to be subordinates to all the men, then all that is, is again, is that male empowerment thing, and, and you'll get certain people who think they can take advantage of it for their own gratification. 
uh, and that that is what's happening. And yeah, you're right. We've got to. I'm sure with Rubin, the problem was that his the contractual the contracts he was under did not allow for removal of severance or benefits on the basis of dismissal or uh, requesting him to retire because of sexual misconduct. Contracts and, and that's and on like that Google. Have to change. That's on Google. Yeah, they, contracts have to change to make sexual misconduct a um, as much of a uh, negative to your as contractual theft. obligations as theft yep. or um, yeah or um, and obviously it, 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 sh- it should be worse but I think we're starting to get there as a society at least western civilization yeah. is starting to get there a little bit um, so that is our top tech stores of 2018 did we miss anything yeah no we didn't talk about any of the Apple stuff it's yeah. You know, it's just another product. They're going to release another one next year. I'm not going to talk about, oh, the iPhone X came out. It's so what? Um, uh, the, the only thing I'd say on, on the Apple stuff is that um, they've, they've while they've always faced a lot of criticism, they have left led a fairly charmed life in terms of PR yeah. over the past few years. They've ridden out a lot of storms. It, it seemed, I get get the feeling that's changing now. Uh, and that uh, the criticism is becoming harder and more difficult for them to bat off. And I also don't think they're, they're dealing with it as well. And I think that's something that's going to be interesting to see in the, in the next year. So the last thing I want to talk about, David, um, you know I am a big fan of uh, the Nintendo Classics. I've got both the Nintendo NES Classic and the uh, Nintendo SNES Classic. And I believe yeah. you have both of those as well, yeah? I do, yeah. Yeah. Great, great little machines. Well, um, on uh, August 27th, and this slipped past us, we found this at uh, Hard Drive or thehardtimes.net. They have another classic coming out. Uh, Nintendo announced today the release of the newest entry in their classic line of retro hardware, the Cease and Desist Classic. Nintendo has a storied history of great games and even greater lawsuits, the CEO explained. The NES Classic, the SNES Classic, and now the forthcoming Cease and Desist Classic provides fans with a wonderful opportunity to re-experience their favorite moments from that storied history. The Cease and Desist Classic ships with over 30 classic Nintendo legal actions, (laughs) each contained in their own authentic, unmarked brown large envelope. Contents include the well-known actions, such as the 1992 suit attempting to stop the production of the Game Genies, to the more cult classic favorites, such as an anonymous 2008 email that halted the release of Mother 3's English-language fan translation. As a bonus offering, the Cease and Desist classic also contains a never-filed injuncture. I can't keep going. This is too funny. (laughs) Some fans, however, believe the collector's identity to be pointless. Why the hell would anybody buy this load of junk for $80 when you just load up thousands of Nintendo cease and desist uh, desists onto a Raspberry Pi? <laughs> As a Reddit user, I told every single person I've ever met to just use Raspberry Pi, and so far none of them listened to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's face it. You, who wants if you If you want your collection of brown envelopes, who wants to do that on your own system? You want something with the proper De- dedicated hardware. branding on it. That's right. Yeah. I just hope, I just hope that you'll be able to open this up and, and actually put your own uh, legal information on there rather no. than just the stuff. That no, it's, I, I, I heard it's, it's going to be locked down pretty tight. Well, yeah. I mean, maybe if people hack it, then you, they'll be able to serve a cease and desist on the cease and desist cutting. That's right. <laughs> I love this story. I, the, I thought this, this was, was really funny. 
very amusing yeah uh, I, very, the, very they, amusing. they even made this little box that looks great and then the top of it where the product should be is a hand holding a legal letter <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, In- interestingly enough on this thing uh, I went into a game store with Alexander yesterday and I noticed that the uh, PlayStation Classic reduced uh, in price reduced in price substantially yeah. down from £90 to £50 yeah it's a, I mean, it's it a dud it looks like that's not been selling well no. yeah. it, it's got extremely bad reviews I have one as you know uh, I played it for a little bit but it looks pretty bad I mean it really does yeah. um as an aside to that, I found a Sony PlayStation um, image for the Raspberry Pi. Somebody had just made their own. They put like, I don't know, 30, 60 games on there or something like that. <clears throat> and he says, this is the games that you'd want to play, not the ones that Sony put on the uh, Sony PlayStation Classic. So I downloaded the image, put it on a card, put it in my Raspberry Pi, fired it up, and it's twice as fun. At least it looks yeah. so much better. It's it's really really well done, and I thought, yeah. well, I guess Sony should yeah. have kind of looked around a little bit. Well, first. That, I think that yeah, that was part of the problem, wasn't it? That people say that the emulator on there is just horrible. Virtually straight downloaded off the internet yeah. with no customization. Well, so is the ROMs. The ROMs that they put on there are just downloaded ROMs from the internet. Yeah, uh, rather than you know, at least Nintendo did a fair amount of work on their system to actually give it a good look and feel and make it work smoothly and everything. Funnily enough, I um, purchased for myself just before uh, the holidays a uh, PSP Go. Yeah. You know I love the the Sony handhelds. I'd never had a Go, and it's by far the best. You'd never had a Go? I never had a Go. (laughs) (laughs) Never had a PSP Go, anyway. Um, Yeah, by far and away the best version of PSP I've ever played. Um, Really, really nice little system and yeah easy to get ps1 stuff on there as well if you want to yep so uh then you've got it handheld i it, it's the size of the screens i just i don't play too many things on handheld anymore um yeah. you know as i get older and i need my reading glasses it's i don't know some things are just yeah. too small the st- all of that stuff is better on the vita because the screen is bigger yeah um but the vita is quite bulky whereas the uh psp go is smaller than a mobile phone so yeah, it's you know. it's a very small device, and it's, it looks yeah. like the build quality is really good on those. I never picked it, one up. It is. Uh, well, I, this is I'd never had one before, and, I, and I, after I got it, I realized how far ahead of its time it was. Because you remember at the time there was a big controversy. It didn't have the disc reader, so you couldn't play your old PSP games on it. Right. And you you know they had they had some like kind of junky service eventually they set up where you could send the discs in and they would give you a credit for a, a downloadable version, but all the games weren't available and everything. But of course nowadays nobody blinks about not having a physical drive in there. You know, everything is done on memory card. It's just, you know, kind of Sony messed it up with the DRM. Yep. They should, you know, but that's Sony. So that is our episode this week. Um, Love to get feedback from you guys. It's the show at techfanpodcast.com or simply go to mymac.com or techfanpodcast.com and leave a message in the show notes. Of course, you can always hit us up on Twitter. We're at techfanpodcast or at my Mac will work as well and we do have a Facebook page uh, for both of those so if you like to share all your private data to everybody in the whole world uh, I check that David doesn't obviously and uh, it, you know we just haven't got a lot of feedback lately David it's kind of disappointing it's the holidays well, people are busy it's the holidays people are busy yeah exactly yeah um, still disappointed <laughs> let's let's fire all those listeners then that's right you guys are fired <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
So we'll be back next week. Who knows what we'll be talking about, but uh, I'll be here. You're going to be here as well? I'll be here, yeah. Talk to you then, David. See you then.